This is the Luke Thomas Show podcast. You can listen to the full show weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Today on the Luke Thomas Show podcast, I'm going to give you a bit of a reaction to everything that happened in the combat sports world over the weekend. We're going to talk to Scott Coker about why and how he canceled Bellator 241. And I'm going to give you my live reaction from the UFC essentially canceling their next three events. The Luke Thomas Show airs weekdays right here on Sirius XM Fight Nation, channel 156. Uh, let's do this. We have breaking news. Let's get to it now. Breaking news. This comes to us from Michael Carroll. If you don't know who he is, he uh, works for UFC via Fight Metric. Here is what he says. This weekend's UFC event, as well as the one on 328, which would have been uh, UFC Columbus, and 411, which would have been the, uh, uh, I think, the Rosenstruck. No, what's the 411 card, Pendleton? Uh, 418 was 249. Overeem and... Uh, and Walt Harris. Yeah, Portland. Yep, Portland. Yep. So this weekend's event, Portland and Columbus cards, have been indefinitely postponed per an email from Dana White to all UFC employees. Okay? Canceled. Basically, is the way to put this. I feel bad for the fighters. They should all be compensated. Okay? Finally, a sense of normalcy. And when I say normalcy, I mean rational behavior has... Again, I started the show very upset. I'm a little bit less upset now that they are... Fi- it looks like the government shut shutting down... And you heard Scott Coker being forced to shelter in place, essentially, in his house... I, I'm glad that that finally dawned on them that this was coming. Mike, did we not say this on the show on Friday? I don't think the MMA world has really wrestled with how serious this is and the storm that is coming. Gyms are going to close, some permanently. Uh, regional shows are going to close, some permanently. And these bigger operations and these TV networks, all of it is going to come to a halt. The economy is going to come to a halt and if the economy is going to come to a halt, certainly the gyms will and the fighters will and the organizations will as well. And once that has dawned on everyone, then we can be have, uh, begin to have a conversation about the road ahead. Did we not say that last week on this show? I think we talked about it at, at length and in detail where even the most casual person, whether in sports or in combat sports, could understand that this is the only logical explanation or logical thing that could have been done. Right. This is it. This is this is the I'm not going to say the end game, but this is the end game of the process of realization about what the coronavirus is doing to society. Folks, we are living in unusual times. I've never seen anything like this in terms of an outbreak. My father, 79, never seen anything else like this either. This is hugely unprecedented. And aside from the fact that they could not realistically do any shows because of how difficult it was from a logistical standpoint, what, what the everlasting stain will be for this organization, and I do mean that. I mean, there's good people there, and I don't think Dana White is an all-bad person. I don't, I don't mean to suggest that. But rather, when you had a choice to act proactively and lead by example and do what Scott Coker did and show that some level of sacrifice is required for the greater good of your community and your fellow man in a time of great crises and emergency, then you do that. That's what you do. 
You don't try and use vast financial resources to game the system to go find a place where you can still have your cake and eat it too. You're not doing a favor to the fighters. You're not doing a favor to the communities that in which these are being impacted. And you're not doing a favor to the world by trying to do this. Everybody, everybody would like to see sports right now. Everybody, man. You don't think we, I would love to have a, a Saturday fight to look forward to? How the fuck am I going to do a radio show? How is anybody in sports going to do a radio show? There's no sports. You don't think we want this to keep going? Of course we do. It's just unethical. <laughs> and you don't do things that are unethical. Would I like to walk into a bank and just take money out and not have to worry about paying it back? Yeah. Who wouldn't? It's not right. It's not right. I liken all of this to paying taxes. Honestly, I liken it all to paying taxes. You don't really know how much of your tax dollars goes to pay for this policeman, that fire department, this government entity. And you hate paying taxes. Who likes to get money out of their check taken every time? It sucks. But, dude, streets need to be paved. Schools need to be opened. Water needs to be turned on. Fire departments need to be funded. It's just what you have to do if you want to live in society. And we can quibble about the line, but the taxes have to get paid. You've got to do your part. And everyone has to bleed a little bit for it, man. There's no free lunch. So I am glad that finally some degree of, I don't know if I want to call it sanity, but that the end game upon us all has finally dawned on them that they can't win this and that this is going to stop. So now we can focus on what really matters. How are people going to pay their bills? And what is the government going to do to keep us safe? And what are we going to do when people we love get sick? That's what we're going to focus on. Everybody wants to see Khabib versus Tony. I want to see it just as bad as you do. But right now, I don't give a shit about Khabib versus Tony. And if you're in your right mind, you won't either. Now, we've got this letter here from Dana White that I want to read. I'll do it now. This is what he says. My crew, this has been a crazy couple of weeks. Didn't have to be my guy. You made it one. We've been doing everything possible to stick to our live event schedule because the fighters want to fight, our employees want to work, and the fans want to watch our sport. Just nonsense. So many people have reached out over the past few days to say thanks for not canceling their Brazilian event on Saturday. When weird things happen in the world and when there's a tragedy like October 1st shooting, people want things to get back to normal. Nothing feels more normal than watching sports. That part is true. We did everything we could to relocate our next three events, London, Columbus, and Portland, but every day there are new restrictions put in place on travel and large public gatherings that are making it impossible to stay on schedule. We can't even hold an event in Vegas, our hometown, because there's a ban on all combat sports events in Nevada until at least March 25th. As you heard me say, I've been in the fight game for 20 years, and this is what we do. We find a way to keep our events going no matter what. If fighters miss weight, if fighters get hurt, or if states won't regulate us, we'll figure out a way. But this is different. The whole world is being affected right now, and nothing is more important than the health and safety of you and your families. Come on. That's why we are closing all UFC offices effective immediately, including HQ in Vegas, through at least March 31st, and asking all employees to work from home. The PI will also be closed to all personnel including athletes during this time. The next three events, London, Columbus, and Portland, will be postponed. 
UFC 249 is still scheduled as planned, but the location may change. We'll keep you posted. Guys, 249 is not happening. I mean, that's not what he's saying. That's me. That's my opinion. But you need to get it out of your head. It's not happening. I tell you guys all the time, you are the best to ever do it. It feels shitty right now, but we will get through this, and we'll be tougher, stronger, and more badass than before. Right now, the number one priority is taking care of yourselves and your family. Finally, I want you to know that UFC has your back. If you or any member of your family is showing symptoms of coronavirus and you're having trouble, trouble, having trouble getting a doctor, please reach out to me, reach out to me, Lawrence, or Hunter. Thanks, Dana. Well, I appreciate the last sentiment there. That is actually very kind of him, and maybe he can really be of benefit there. But uh, this is a concern that should have been shown a lot earlier. Uh, pretty, pretty amazing. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for free. Just go to SiriusXM.com slash Luke Thomas to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com slash Luke Thomas. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. All right, joining us now on the hotline, as I mentioned, former CEO of Strikeforce, current president of Bellator. I thought made a very difficult but important call on Friday. I want to talk to him about it. It is the one and only Scott Coker. Scott, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Scott, I want to say this. I know we've probably had a number of disagreements over the years, but I mean this sincerely. I have been incredibly disheartened by some of the responses inside the combat sports community to this crisis, and I thought that, at least certainly inside the MMA space, the way you handled it was totally exemplary, and I wanted to get you on the air and tell you that personally. I really, really, and I truly mean this, I really commend you for the way you handled that. It really put my mind at ease, and I know it was not easy. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough call. Look, I mean, you know, when uh, all the fighters are there, they wait in, you know, the, we already decided that it would just be a, a situation where there's no crowd. Um, but, you know, certain things that, um, you know, I started talking to my staff about, hey, if you guys don't feel comfortable, you want to get home to your families, please go ahead and go. Uh, and uh, the president had a, you know, emergency hearing or I'm meeting or announcement and people thought that that was going to be him shutting the country down. That's, that was a speculation. So, you know, there was, a, there was a lot of things that led to this decision, but, uh, at the end of the day, I think we made the right call and, and, um, you know, I, I feel really good about that. The company feels good about it. And, and, uh, you know, when, when this thing finally, you know, comes to an end of one day, hopefully soon we'll get back to, uh, you know, promoting the fights that uh, we owe to people and, keep moving down the field all right so let's talk about some of the um to, to the extent you can share some details when you cancel an event like that what are you weighing right because from the fan side you're thinking to yourself well the combat sports promoter is probably weighing what about the health and safety of the fighters maybe the officiants because of close contact but i'm guessing you've got a lot of different partners and a lot of different considerations you're juggling what in your mind went into making this call ultimately you know, basically, it was this one thing in my mind was, are my are is my staff and my fighters and my production crew, and are we are we putting our people in harm's way? And I just couldn't come to an answer for that. You know, I, I believe that we made the right call because who really knows, right? I mean, 
you know, I, I wasn't sure about the situation. These rumors started flying around. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it was like, you know, I just didn't feel comfortable. And some of my staff members honestly didn't feel comfortable. And some of the production crew didn't feel, didn't feel comfortable. So, you know, after a while you're like, look, you know, this is, this is not, this is not going to be, uh, an event that we're going to want to promote and feel good about promoting. And, um, you know, the decision was, okay, you talk about hours away from, you know, the first fight. So everybody's there. And then it was a matter of scrambling and trying to get everybody out of there because if there was a ban on flights, we need to get everybody to the airport and, you know, and try to get them back into the city. We had people from out of the country that couldn't fly after Monday. And, uh, you know, we, we just felt the need. We got, we got to get these guys out of here. So, you know, it, I think it was a time that we're, where people should be at home with their families and hunkering down and, and getting ready for the, you know, whatever news comes next. In terms of uh, what you might have owed to Viacom or DAZN, I, I, forgive me, I have to go back and look at where this was scheduled to air beyond just DAZN. Um, how were those conversations? I mean, they must have been understanding, but still, w- w- did they have a role in this? If so, what were they saying? How did that play out? You know, honestly, Luke, it was really saying we're shutting it down. You know, it wasn't a matter of negotiating with, you know, our broadcast partner, which is home. Uh, and they were supportive and really, really good about it. And, uh, you know, we said, we'll pick it up another day, you know. And listen, we paid the fighters uh, and we paid the staff. And we paid all the contract workers. And think about this. For these fighters, this is probably the last paycheck they'll have for four or five months. Because who knows how long it's going to take to get to this part. And uh, we felt that that was the right thing to do. And, and you know, any deficit that that puts into our P&L, uh, look, we're going to make it up, at, you know, before the end of the year. So, you know, we're going to be fine. And, and, you know, we'll have plenty of time, in the, you know, hopefully in the, in the summer and the fall when we make these events up. Yeah, so the, the plan is that by the time January 1st, 2021 rolls around, even with this interruption, you know, again, we don't know exactly how long it's going to be, but the hope, I, I suppose it sounds like what you're saying is, the hope is that by January 1st, 2021, you'll still have had the same inventory uh, as you would have had this not happened? That's correct. You know, we have a certain amount of fights that we owe everybody, and when we shut it down, we called all of our partners, and we said, hey, guys, it's not going to work out. I called this on personally, and I told them that, you know, we just didn't feel comfortable. And and this was after a conversation I had 24 hours prior to everybody saying we're going forward. You know, and uh, but it just seemed like the situation was escalating. And, and even today, I'm not sure if you heard, but in Santa Clara County, where I live, uh, shelter-in-place order just came on uh, five minutes ago, ten minutes ago, before I jumped on this call. And as of midnight tonight, it's basically uh, – you know, everybody has to stay in their homes. You're not allowed to go outside unless, you know, you go to the supermarket or something that's essential. But uh, they're putting a lockdown on the whole county, which is, you know, millions of people. Wow, I did not know that. Um, I'm assuming, you know what, I live in the nation's capital, Scott, as I speak to you today. I, I'm only imagining that that's headed our way sooner rather than later. Again, we're speaking with Scott Coker from Bellator. Scott, I, I, you've been around the industry for a long time. This is truly unprecedented. I mean, we were both around uh, in different capacities. I was just a college student at the time when 9-11 hit. I'm not here to say this is exactly like 9-11, but rather these transformative moments in our lives and our society that just ripples into every possible wrinkle. We, we are We are still very much at the beginning of this. But I'm wondering, 
to what extent you think this might what impacts do you believe this will ultimately have on the MMA industry good bad or somewhere in the middle well you know what um you know again we're just speculating at this point because we don't know how long this is going to you know go on and you know how long before you know one we can get the test kits start testing everybody um create a vaccine um but you know right now there's so much uncertainty i hate to speculate but I don't look at it as just MMA industry. Look, I look at it as a whole sports and entertainment sector. And then you're talking about billions of dollars at that point because no one, no one is, you know, I mean, NBA is down. Major League Baseball has postponed. The Masters is called off. I mean, I don't think – I don't. I was in New York, you know, earlier in the week. We had an amazing press conference. That, to me, seems like it was like months ago now compared to, you know, when we were, when we were there announcing all of our great fights. And it was an amazing press conference. And that just seems like it was uh, such a distance, you know, of time. And and uh, you know, we're we're gonna we're we're in a holding pattern like everybody else. I think the only thing that we, you know, can say is that our, our on our calendar we didn't have anything scheduled till May 9th. So that gives us a couple months window to see how this thing all unfolds. And you know, if uh, they're, they're talking about this lockdown just for Santa Clara County, that's in effect tonight at midnight. Um, is going to be until April 14th or something like that. So you're talking about a good month. They're going to lock everybody down in their homes here in Santa Clara County. Wow. Um, still, if I could, we just had Mike Brown on from ATT. Uh, it appears Extreme Couture is going to be closed for at least two weeks. Uh, ATT is not allowing any sort of uh, civilian foot traffic, just pro fighters who want to go through. Again, we're speculating, but let me just sort of share one of my concerns that I have to see what you make of it. Um, we don't know what kind of intervention the federal government will offer in terms of consumer and small business assistance that remains very much unclear. And so until then, I don't know what to say other than I am worried a little bit about the effect this might have on gyms who cannot stay open. I've talked to some people in um, China, and they're obviously on much on the other side of this process, and their gyms aren't supposed to open till June. Um, do you have any concerns to that effect you know what i tell you not just the gyms look you're talking about every martial arts school in this north america or around the world is shut down and that's a much bigger population than you know than uh i would say let's just say an mma gym or like a top gym like uh you know att or javier's gym here in san jose uh of course that's gonna it's terrible for any gym to have to take that you know impact but you know, um, just the schools in this area right now, I can tell you, are going to be shut down for the, you know, in, in Santa Clara County. It's going to be shut down until April 15th. And I bet you that's going to start going across the country here pretty soon. So you're talking about 35,000 traditional martial arts schools, plus all the hardcore gyms, plus all the MA gyms, plus all the, you know, uh, 24 hour fitness goals. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be a big, big, big number. Certainly is. By the way, breaking news: uh, UFC's uh, fights all coming up have been canceled this uh, this upcoming weekend. Let me just ask a bit of a different question. There are some promoters in the space soldiering on. I know you can only speak for yourself, but as a basic question, what ethical responsibility do you believe you have to your fighters? Because it sounds like you did not want Bellator two forty one to go forward because you weren't sure you could meet those. Um, to your staff as well. Yeah. So, uh, w- w- if I, as a just a broader view here, when you think about your role in terms of that ethical leadership, what is it? 
it comes it comes down to you know can I keep my people safe and healthy and not impact them in a negative way just because they're here at work. And when I felt that was starting to get shaky, then you know we pulled the plug. And uh, and it wasn't that we called all all these people around the world. I mean, we really basically said this is what we're going to do, and then you know we told all the broadcast partners and we let them know this is it's a it's a it's a situation that really is you know it's worldwide. And everybody got it. Everybody understood. No, no one is saying anything about it. A lot of people were saying this is the right thing to do. And, you know, we felt the same way. So, you know, it, we, we, we made the business decision to uh, shut it down, I think, around 1 o'clock East Coast time for a fight that uh, was going to go live, I believe, 7 o'clock prelims, 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern. So it was hours before the fight, and, and uh, you know, we made the decision to shut it down. And, 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 I, and I'll tell you, there, there was a lot of people – by 6 p.m. that night that we're on another flight, you know, getting out of town. All right, last question, I'll let you go, and I really appreciate your time, Scott. This is, um, you know, thinking about downtime, because it sounds like we're going to have a lot of it, right? I mean, we're working from home, just a lot of time indoors. You know what's one thing that's always kind of like I thought was a little bit strange is, uh, obviously, UFC owns the rights to Strikeforce's library. Will, will there be a day where we have access to Bellator's library? It's a long library. Even before you were there, there were some great fights. Obviously, a lot since you've been there as well. It would be nice if we could dig through the uh, the old Bellator library. Is that is that a realistic possibility? I don't know. Anytime soon. Well, I don't think it's going to happen in the next month. But I, I, I do <laughs> feel that we got a lot a lot of fights are on the uh, website. And you can go back and look at you know I mean hundreds of fights. Uh, if not the whole events, I mean, they are out there. We have put a lot on YouTube now as well. So, you know, we do have a, a quite a lot of content out there uh, for the public to consume. And I think, like you said, you know, what, what, what is this downtime? You know, I said, look, stay home with your family and, you know, make sure that you're, you're, you're good and your family's good and everybody's good. And, and then, you know, I'll be in touch with it a week. And that's maybe towards the end of this week. I've already talked to a couple of my staff members. And I said, look, just, you know, just, let's just, Keep, uh, you know, uh, keep the information going back and forth, and I'll let you know how Viacom feels and, and when they're ready to re-engage uh, and, and start getting some fights out there. But, you know, for now, it's, it's family time. Stay home. Listen to the, uh, what, your, what your, you know, politicians are saying locally or federally and, and, and hunker down and, and, and be, with, uh, be with the family. I think it's family time right now. I think that's sage advice. And, again, Scott, there's just not a lot of ethical and – practical leadership from um, inside the combat sports space, and I thought you showed some on, on Friday, and I commend you for it. I appreciate your time and look forward to see what Bellator has next, whenever that might be. Yeah, hopefully we'll be talking soon. Luke. Yeah, hopefully as well. Thank you so much, Scott. Take care. There he goes, the promoter for uh, Bellator. This is Rick Campbell. Here, Tim Legler and myself react to the news that the NBA season has been suspended on Give and Go. You've got to put the brakes on it. Guys have to get tested, quarantined. Not talking about basketball, but talking about life and the impact of it on the great game that we love. It completely sucks. It's the only thing you can do. We really don't know ultimately when or if we're going to get basketball this season. Give and Go weekdays from 1 to 4 p.m. Eastern on NBA Radio Sirius 207 XM86 and on the Sirius XM app. Oh, I have been at the same time looking forward to today's show as much as I have been dreading it. There are moments that have happened in my career. They're not they're not as often as you might imagine. Maybe that's because I'm damaged in my own way. 
But there are times, and I said this on Friday, but it is really true today. There are times when, as a media member of this industry, I feel gross and like I need a shower, a moral bath to wash the stain off of my culpability in this all taking place. Even if I speak out against certain practices, if ultimately I don't walk away and I continue to maintain a presence, I'm as culpable as anybody else, really, or at least culpable in my own way, perhaps. Um, today is one of those days. Today is one of those days. So UFC Brasilia took place over the weekend. The NWCA Wrestling Championships, which is uh, took place over the weekend, which I think had 600 athletes, 60-plus colleges. Um, there was a showbox card on Friday night. Now, the difference is um, with the UFC. Well, really, the difference is with, with MMA. Because... Look, man, if you want to throw everyone a mulligan over the weekend because they were late to the... I mean, I, you know, even then, I don't think you can do that. But let's just say you want to throw everyone a mulligan. And we, like, Brasilia, the, the train had already left the tracks and y- y- whatever. It was just going to happen. I, I wouldn't be thrilled with it. I think the response would be a lot different if UFC had come out and said, this is the last one and we're going to call it a day. I think people would have said, well, it's irresponsible, but all right. You know, at least they're finally getting on board. But I have never seen anything. I've never seen anything quite like what we're seeing today. Which is, if you are living under a rock and you didn't get the memo, the UFC intends to keep going. And no one really understands why. Uh, The UFC London card that was supposed to be headlined by Tyron Woodley and Leon Edwards this weekend is gone. The UK government has essentially made it not impossible to do, but in terms of getting everyone over there and then potentially getting them back and complying with other regulations, it just became too burdensome. So essentially, UFC London as we know it is canceled. But the UFC, uh, as of the timing of this live broadcast, is intending on continuing. They are the only sports entity, I think Mexico might still have some of their Soccer leagues up with no fans, but they don't have quite the outbreak yet that we do. I mean, eventually this will all come their way. Everyone is eventually going to learn this lesson either sooner or they're going to learn it later, but they're going to learn it one way or the other, which is that in the middle of a global pandemic, sports cannot go on. Life as normal cannot go on, and it doesn't matter what you think you can do. You probably can't, and more importantly, and this is really where it all comes into consideration, you probably shouldn't, but they're going to try and put on a a show this weekend They're literally, and I'm not making this up, they're literally considering going back to Native American territory to do it, which in and of itself is not the worst thing because Bellator goes there, boxing promoters go there. Like that part is fine uh, depending on what's happening. But like, for example, you can go to the, where where Bellator was going to go on Friday to the Mohegan Sun. That's actually regulated um, uh, as a Native American territory, but they have Mike Mazzulli of the ABC who does that, who's got a pretty good reputation as a, a reasonable uh, regulator in the combat sports space. So that you know, it's not in and of itself bad. It's just this is supposed to be your leader, in-class leader. And they haven't gone to a Native American territory in quite some time. Uh, and to go back there, so a full circle moment where the government keeps shutting down your ability to do shows. And so you're just taking your show on the road. It's not the same thing 
as what they were doing when they were running from regulation under previous ownership, not the Dana White or uh, um, Zufa era. They did not do that. They, of course, deserve a lot of credit for going the opposite direction. But they're just trying to find a territory where it could be legal and then logistically feasible to make it happen. It is so outrageously irresponsible, I barely know what to say. You can't believe it. I, I couldn't believe they were going to go forward with the weekend show, but that's all now behind us. PBC announced today, I believe, that they're canceling all their shows through April. It's one thing, It's again, it's one thing to have done any kind of, uh, and I know the bars and restaurants were packed over the weekend. We'll talk about that later. But it's one thing to have you know, made a mistake over the weekend. Not great, but probably not the end of the world. And none of these things are the end of the world, I suppose, but not the greatest sin I've ever seen. But, but going on with it, you've you, you got to be out of your mind. It's indefensible on every level. There's no part of it that's defensible. There's nothing. There's li- when I listen to what words I'm saying, there is literally no part of it that is defensible. Nothing. And every argument everybody trots out is so bankrupt and so easily defeated. You just can't believe it is happening. And then to watch, you know, I don't know how representative Twitter is, to be quite honest with you, but on social media, to watch fans cheerlead this. People get mad when I insult MMA fans. Why? <laughs> By what right could you possibly have to say I'm wrong? Oh, it's not all of us. Yeah, of course it's not. Most of the, the overwhelming majority of the callers on this show are great. As I said before, when I interact with them in person, I have such a lovely time. You're going to tell me there's not a significant online component that is scientifically illiterate, hostile to expertise, particularly public health expertise, and selfishly committed to having their afternoon filled for them because they're bored, whatever the consequences to the global pandemic might be. You're going to tell me that's wrong? It's not wrong. It's matter-of-factly true. It's matter-of-factly true. UFC still running ads for Tony Khabib, even though there's no way that's going to happen in Brooklyn. I don't, I, I, look, listen to me. It's not going to take place in April. I'm actually confident that the fight will take place at a later date. It's not happening in April, folks. Wake up. Canada closed its borders before the show. Travel restrictions are inevitable. Please be serious. But here's the one thing that sticks out to me about all of this. People are showing you who they are right now. They're showing you who they are. Not showing you who they are by giving in and succumbing to every single best practice. We're all trying to do our best by living in these new arrangements. And it's going to be a lot easier for some than others. I have it, relatively speaking, very easy. I can do all my shows from home. How easy is that? The easiest. Couldn't be easier. I recognize that many of you listening won't have that luxury. And that sucks, and that's not easy. Nevertheless, the question is whether times are easy or times are hard. What do you perceive as your responsibility to others? What moral constraints and, more importantly, ethical commitments drive your behavior? How do you answer that question? And you can sit here and troll me and send me hate mail all you want. I've lost 300 followers on Twitter over the weekend 
by advocating for public health best practices. I don't regret losing a single one of them. Fuck off is what I say. But you have to ask yourself a question here, folks. What is it ultimately? And don't you can answer yourself and answer me glibly, but at some point you should have a look in the mirror and you should say to yourself, what is it truly in this life that you owe others? What is it truly in this life do you use as a North Star, a moral and ethical North Star, to drive your conduct? And at times, all of us wander off the path. But in a time of great crises, which I think everyone now has sort of included on, is upon us. What is it that you do? What behavior do you show? And the UFC continues to show a breathtaking lack of any moral consideration for their responsibility in assisting efforts in a global pandemic. Nay, actually raising the stakes and making things worse. Cage Warriors intends to put on a show this Saturday. They're complicit as well. I don't think that show is going to happen, but suffice to say the following that. So I got to tell you, folks, this has not been a great weekend for combat sports, but if everyone was on the same page going forward, I'd feel a lot better about it. But we have people acting in contravention in the industrialized Western world in ways I thought, and I'm being dead serious, impossible. I would never in my wildest dreams thought this was possible. And yet here we are. And we are here because there is utter personal and institutional abdication of responsibility, moral decay, and people who cannot answer a basic question with any kind of reasonable answer, which is, what is your moral commitment in this world to the world itself and to the people around you? They cannot answer that without looking outrageously selfish and negligent. And if you can't either, you've got a you got, you got some serious questions on top of that. You better start asking yourself. Thanks for listening. Catch the Luke Thomas Show live and in its entirety weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. On Twitter, follow at L. Thomas News and the channel at MMA on Sirius XM.